0: From KLIN Radio and the Lincoln Independent Business Association, this is the Lincoln Business Beat, a weekly summary of news affecting area business and a review of interesting topics and issues. Along with Leba President and CEO Bud Seinhorst, I'm Mark Vail. Glad to have you joining us. Lincoln Business Beat is made possible by currency. Learn more at gocurrency.com. Well, big week in politics here in the Lincoln area. Probably the biggest news that I think for the only the second time in history, we had uh, an appointment of a Senate Senate member uh, made on Thursday by Governor Pillen.
1: Well, uh, it's been quite a year in Nebraska politics over the last twelve months, Mark. We've had a special election for the U.S. House of Representatives, and now uh, Senator Sass is off to the University of Florida. He's now a Gator, and uh, Governor Pillen uh, introduced. Pete Ricketts, I almost called him governor, I guess former governor, uh, Pete Ricketts this week as the uh, appointment for the U.S. Senate to fill out the rest of uh, Senator Sasse's term.
0: So uh, then our soon-to-be Senator Ricketts will be the Nebraska junior senator.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, obviously Senator Fisher's been there for, she's in her second term now, so uh, she is our senior senator because she was elected earlier, so... I'm guessing uh, Senator Designee Ricketts uh, probably won't get real great office placement or anything, but uh, maybe he'll work up the seniority ladder after uh, a while.
0: The uh, Lincoln City Council also had an appointment uh, this past week uh, to fill the position of Jane Raybold when she went on to the Senate, uh, to the legislature. And uh, this individual is not going to run for election this spring.
1: Yeah, um, Michelle Suarez, who's worked in uh, Lincoln Public Schools, has a long history of working in education, was appointed to the seat. You know, I had to get over my shocked face when I didn't get the appointment since I did <laughs> apply. But, you know, uh, it happens. Um, but she'll fill out that term, and later this year, the the people of Southwest Lincoln will be electing a new representative on the Lincoln City Council.
0: I believe that's District 3, is it not? Yes, sir, District 3 there you there you have it. Council also took action on the floodplain uh this past week.
1: Well, and that's an issue we've talked about several times here on Lincoln Business Beat and it's it's the the raising of the level of the floodplain and you know, we've talked about the coalition, we've talked about um trying to make changes and the most disappointing part of this entire issue for me, Mark, is the administration's flat-out refusal to negotiate on this issue. Um, basically, they rammed it through with the votes they had, and they got it passed. And I will say um, there was a, a number of amendments that were offered, and uh, a majority, most if not all, of the amendments failed. Um, but we had two council members that voted against the actual um, the bill or ordinance, so to speak. And it was Councilman McGinnis and Councilwoman Ward, which surprised a few people because uh, folks, I think, just generally assumed that Councilwoman Ward would just uh, uh, follow ranks with uh, her fellow party members. But she didn't. And one of the things that she was disappointed in, and I'm going to paraphrase in my own words, I'm not quoting Councilwoman Ward, but there were just a lot of backroom deals that were made that didn't involve others. And so uh, we'll see how this kind of plays out as it gets implemented because we've actually taken our floodplain standards for development and building and we put it above the state and federal levels, which I think is going to potentially cause some issues for Lincoln because when you're above the federal uh, level, I think it's going to be hard to recruit to Lincoln. And so with economic development as a, a major initiative that I think we'll be talking about in this upcoming election, um, for a mayor that has said that economic development is important to her, uh, her actions don't follow that. So we got to watch what's happening.
0: But the environmental concerns that uh, the mayor has expressed in the past and and the high priority there uh, seem to out, uh, outrank, if you will, the uh, concerns about um, work uh, affordable housing, drawing new business in it. Because this, uh, what is it, one foot higher? that construction has to be or any refurbishing. Well,
1: currently the state and federal is at one foot above the floodplain. Right. And And in Lincoln, because we're so good and smart and forward thinking, we made it two feet.
0: Right. But that's going to increase costs uh, exponentially. This is not just a linear type thing. When you start doing that, uh, you take probably some building sites completely off the table for development or refurbishing. Uh, Those costs are going to uh, add up. And so that... It was absolutely it's an antithesis to the affordable housing argument.
1: Yeah, affordable housing uh, seems to be a good talking point at City Hall, um, but the policies don't seem to follow that. So, you know, um, talking to my friends in the developer community, they say that dirt work is one of the most expensive things, and to raise that and bring all that dirt in and raise it above the levels, it's going gonna, it's gonna to cost a lot more. And we're really hurting the people that allegedly the mayor cares about when she says she wants to try to pe- help people with affordable housing.
0: Other things going on this week, this past week?
1: Uh, you know, it's been a busy week, Mark. We're gearing up for uh, our next... Uh, leave a lunch next week. We've got a uh, speaker of the legislature. John Arch is going to be there. We've got about 20 state senators coming. Um, that's going to be on Tuesday, the 17th, I believe. So um, it's a good time to come out and do that. Um, one of the things that uh, has come out this last week is the several, it's that time of year where several of our, you know, the County, the city, the state are putting out information on appointments and, Asking citizens to apply, so uh, we've been promoting that with our members as well.
0: Well, when you get involved, uh, you can help set the agenda. You can help set the decision-making process, and it's very important to get that citizen input. I mean, I've heard I've heard you say it once. I've heard you say it more than a dozen times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, those that show up make a difference.
1: Exactly. You know, decisions are made that those by those who show up, and you know, uh, this is something I've been really advocating for with our LEBA members. Um, to put their name out there and to apply. And early on, uh, after I became the CEO at LEBA, you know, I said, you know, I'm putting all this stuff out there for state. I think it's probably time for me to, you know, fill out the application. And um, within a while, I was appointed to the Judicial Nominating Commission and also the State Board of Health as lay members. Um, obviously, I'm not a lawyer or a doctor, so <laughs> I am not a professional member.
0: But you've stayed at a Holiday in, I, I, I have, I do know multiple
1: that. times. Um, but these are important things, and I think you can really get involved and learn a lot. Um, I was on the Judicial Nominating Commission when uh, we forwarded some names to Governor Ricketts, and he uh, appointed Ryan Post to the bench um i've been on the State Board of Health now for a couple of years, and going through the Board of Health and being there through covid has been very interesting and i've chaired a committee on um scope of practice um with the respiratory therapist so um you learn a lot about what happens and and those are those are good ways to get involved and so you know I know the county has uh, applications on and appointment information on their website. The city has it. The state has it. You know, with Google now, you could just put Lancaster County, Nebraska appointments or boards and commissions, and you can look it up, and, and they'll take you to where they are and where they're listed. But it's important that we get people that want to engage and, and be a part of things and help make decisions.
0: Another thing that happened this week is we had the opening of uh, the two-year 108th unicameral
1: Oh my gosh and you know last week we said and they're off and certainly they are so um little over 400 bills have been introduced so my over bet is um <laughs> is not looking good right now but they've got some time they've got till next week to to drop some bills and there's you know this week there's been quite a debate on the rules of the legislature and how the legislature operates. So um, that I'm sure will be coming to the floor of the legislature with a lot of robust discussions.
0: Well, our deep dive this week is with one of the newest members of the Nebraska Unicameral.
1: Yeah, we're going to invite Senator Bo Ballard here to Lincoln Business Beat. We're going to have him and talk about what it's like to be a new senator. There's some interesting bills that have been introduced so far and kind of hear What his thoughts are here for the next couple of years as he uh, fills that seat that was vacated when uh, Attorney General Mike Hilgers took office after being the state senator uh, from kind of that northwest Lancaster County, covers a lot of northern Lancaster County now with redistricting. Um, So we'll have Senator Ballard in too.
0: And Senator Ballard, although he's a new member of the Senate, uh, the unicameral, he's no stranger to that body as uh, he's been working for senator uh, hilgers for a number of years
1: yeah um senator ballard has got a lot of great experience of working in the legislature he understands how things work in the legislature he understands the process so although he's probably one of the lowest in the rank of seniority he's probably about 49 i would guess maybe 48 if i don't i'm not sure but um but he brings a lot of good experience and understands how to get it done and he's got a lot of relationships in the building which i think will um, bode well for him as a senator.
0: So we're going to hear from a sausage maker here. In just a <laughs> yes, <minute. laughs> I
1: almost brought sausage pizza today, but I thought that might be a little uh, a, a little out of, con- uh, out of line.
0: Our deep dive with State Senator Bo Ballard is straight ahead. You need help finding reliable financing options for heavy machinery, trucks, or other equipment for your business? Currency is here to help. Currency specializes in finding the most competitive financing options for things like construction equipment, farm machinery, trucks, trailers, and other big-ticket items. And whether you're replacing old machines or expanding your fleet, Currency makes it easy to get that financing. It's secure and free to use, and gives you a single point of contact for the entire process. Visit GoCurrency.com, fill out an application. Currency will automatically find a lender offering the best rates and terms. Currency is equipment financing made simple. Visit GoCurrency.com and apply today. Offers may vary and arranged by Express Tech Financing, LLC, doing business as currency. Pursuant to CFL license 60DBO-54873. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's.
1: Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary.
0: Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Back on Lincoln Business Beat, welcome to uh, the studio, State Senator Bo Ballard. Welcome hey. to Lincoln Business Beat. Hey, thanks for having me, Mark. Hey, it's great to have you with us. Uh, one of the newest members of the... Uh, unicameral, but certainly no stranger. Uh, how long did you work for Senator Hilgers? Oh,
2: I started with uh, Speaker Hilgers in 2017 um, and worked with him up to to 2021, so about five years in the legislature, and then spent one year
0: uh, managing his campaign, his statewide campaign. So, Wow. And of course, he's gone on to uh, be the uh, attorney general now.
1: See, now there's a path for you, Bo, to bigger offices and all of that kind of stuff. Hey, so
2: I learned on the campaign trail you don't have to be an attorney to be attorney general, which is a, a nice tidbit there. Isn't that um, ironic? Isn't that ironic? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But this so, is the
0: first uh, familial uh, type of, of guest that we've had here on Lincoln Business Yes, as well.
1: Uh, the, the, the The bar has been set very high. We had Jim Ballard, who's with From Nebraska Gift Shop and James Arthur Vineyards. Uh, he was in here talking a little bit about their businesses. So uh, Senator Ballard's got a lot of... Got we got, got a high bar for him, so we'll have to. Maybe we'll have to get those out and get a comparison, see who can get more likes on Facebook.
0: <laughs> well, and when it comes to the business community, which of course is what this is all about, is uh, independent business. Uh, you're no stranger. You've got a couple of your own businesses.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I started a I started a bakery um, in the in the Lincoln Haymarket. Um, again, 2017. Uh, that was my first organization I I, I joined was a. Uh, was liba um been a a member ever since uh they do great work in the community uh great work at the uh, city hall and also great work at the state capitol so honored to be a member
1: he said he owns a bakery and i don't see any pastries or cupcakes mark i guess i guess we haven't risen to that level
2: yet uh, I had noticed that as well. So. <laughs> and you're starting to sound like my colleagues at the legislature. So.
1: Hey, I'm just saying, there's only two of us. There's like 40, 48 of them. 48 of them, and then they all have staff and I all know, that, It gets expensive
2: so. after a while. You're going to eat into my profits. Um, my
0: my uh, recommendation is take care of the staff first. <laughs>
2: exactly, exactly. Well, what,
0: so, uh, we're what, four or five days into the session as, as we speak. Uh, what's going on? Is there is, is there anything going on? Yeah, on? We, we are just mainly in bill bill introduction right now.
2: Um, as Bud said before, we have well over 400 bills. We're getting close to 500 bills um, being introduced this week and into next. Um, bills ranging from appropriations to, to criminal justice, to transportation, to rural broadband. Full gamut of bills that we're looking forward to hearing. Um, as you guys know, we Each bill gets his own committee hearing. So getting kind of comfortable in the committee hearing setting um, and looking forward to to that process.
1: Well, Senator Ballard, let's talk. um, Let's let's just like kind of push the rewind button. So back in November, uh, then Senator Hilgers becomes attorney general elect. uh, And now you had to go through the process. So talk to us just a little bit about the process that you went through um, and how that's been, just kind of getting there. And then, you know, you were announced right before Christmas as the, the senator. Now it's got to find staff and get everything ready. Think about what bills you're going to introduce. So kind of tell us about that process. Yeah,
2: we, uh, I knew this was looming on the horizon, uh, but Go- Governor Pillen was working through his transition. Um, and so interviewed that, that second to last week in December. Uh, so interviewed the day before the appointment was announced. So it was a quick process. Um, and then December 22nd rolled around and I mean, like many, many individuals that you don't want to talk about public policy and legislation, the week of Christmas or the week of New Year's. So it was a lot of, a lot of catching up. Um, but as you said before, um, I, I've been around the process. So it was a little bit of a learning curve being, being the state Senator, but hired, um, hired some staff from carried over from Speaker Hilger's office and then hired a, a college student as my, as my AA, my administrative assistant, and looking forward to a great team.
1: Excellent. So now that we're off and the legislature's up and running, uh, talk to us a little bit about some of the bills that you're looking at introducing or have introduced and work through that process, and what kind of things are those that you're looking at?
2: Yeah, absolutely. We have an incredible opportunity to invest in the state of Nebraska, um, and I'm looking at infrastructure needs um, in our own city. Uh, looking at a an investment in the East Beltway, we just got. I worked closely with Speaker Hilders as he worked on the South the South Beltway, um, and so we just want to keep that process, keep that conversation going. It's a need for this city, it's a need for this state, uh, and I'm looking at a appropriation to create a plan, uh, create a framework to just keep that process moving and work with the federal government to get federal funds, to get that constructed.
1: Awesome. Well, I know uh, Speaker Hilgers and Senator Geist were really uh, huge advocates of that South Beltway. And um, it's (laughs) as someone who drives on Highway 2 every day, it sure has changed my commute time a little bit. So um, and and I'm glad to hear that conversation about the East Beltway, because that's one of uh, well, it's a top priority of LEBA is, you know, we want to keep that conversation out there because this South Beltway has been talked about since before there was development south of Old Cheney at 27th and Old Cheney down there in South Lincoln. And so I think if we can keep this at the forefront, um, I think it'll be a great investment for our community and, and really great just all around for for what can happen in growth,
0: especially in yeah, the city absolutely. of Lincoln. Yeah, absolutely. Lincoln,
2: Lincoln can't afford to wait another 20 plus years to get the construction on the East Beltway started.
0: How important was it to have that experience of getting this the, the South Beltway done? The process, the template that you actually developed, how is that going to help uh, the planning and the the possibilities? Yeah, of absolutely. I think it's it's valuable experience. Um,
2: just basically, just as basic as knowing the players. Um, I know the individuals of contact at the Department of Transportation. Know the individuals of contact at the county, the city, um, in order to get that process started. Um, and see what kind of appropriations we need, see what kind of uh, statutory language that we we need to keep this process and conversation going.
1: Well, and I think you might be able to talk to the chair of the Transportation and Telecommunications (laughs) Committee. Um, You might know her okay. Uh, Senator Geist um, won that chairmanship, so it'll be good. It'll be nice that you'll be able to work with her on this as well as others that have been around the building.
2: Chairwoman Geist is... I, I. there's no one in that body that's more qualified and capable of doing that, doing that job. Um, looking forward to working with her and looking forward to the, uh, these next, this next session. Um, she's going to do some great things.
1: So that's uh, a good lead in for us here, Senator Ballard. Well, first let's go to um, what are a couple other bills maybe that you're looking at this, this year? You talked about maybe yeah. some cleanup bills yeah. and things like
2: that. Um, I was fortunate to be selected to be on the banking commerce and insurance committee, and also the health and human services committee. Uh, that's a joy that I'm, being a a being a freshman you talked about seniority um
1: so what number are you in the pecking order i saw congressman flood sent a tweet out last week where he went from the bottom of the barrel to he's like in the mid 300s
2: now so yeah and actually funny enough because i was i was elected elected is a very loose term um to be in our chair which is just the youngest member of the body enrollment
1: and review enrollment
2: and review um it's actually funny i heard uh, Congressman flood was actually ER chair enrollment and review when he started the legislature and then he's moved- laying
1: the groundwork for yeah. another campaign down the road, no. Mark.
2: Yeah. And then was elected speaker the next biennium. So it's an interesting, it's an interesting movement in the Nebraska legislature. So
1: you are number 49 then, right? I, Since I you got be- appointed after the election.
2: So I'm um, technically have the same seniority as my other freshman colleagues. Um, but being the youngest, I just kind okay, of, okay, so that
1: role. what, order were you in to pick an office?
2: I was the last, the last
1: person. So you have a janitorial office. closet is, yes, on the I, 39th floor, the, yes, <laughs> right under the sewer's exactly, bag. Yeah,
2: absolutely. I have a great view, great view of the city of Lincoln.
1: See, there you go. So, um, so let's talk really quick um, about committees yeah. um, because the committees I think are important. And so you're on uh, you said banking, and then you have... Uh, um, health and Human Services. Health and Human Services. Mm-hmm. Well, our paths are going to cross as a member of the State Board of Health.
2: Looking forward to it. If
1: you don't know what the 407 process is, ask Senator Michaela Kavanaugh. She'll give you a lecture on it, because um, she did in my hearing. <laughs> um, but talk about those two committees and um, where where you think the value you can bring to those commu-
2: committees. Yeah, absolutely. Um, being a small business owner, um, I, I deal with banking commerce and insurance on a daily basis. Um, I, I bring that perspective to that committee, uh, being a young, a younger senator, um, trying to get young people more involved in financial literacy, um, banking practices, um, something along those lines. Uh, I, I brought in a very interesting bill, my first bill I've ever dropped on pet insurance. I didn't know it was a big deal. Um, around the country, people want to insure their pets. So it's just little fun Bills like that that make a big difference in the, in the people of Nebraska's lives. And that's what I'm looking forward to in that committee. Health and Human Services, like you said, it is people in healthcare speak a different language. Correct. Um, so it's, it's first learning their language. Um, I just want to be a good listener, uh, be, be uh, thoughtful um, and discerning approaching that committee. Uh, and hopefully get some, bring some good legislation to the floor.
1: So now I think Senator Slama passed the gavel to you, right, from enrollment and review?
2: It was actually Senator Slama and then Senator McKinney from uh, North Omaha. Oh, I
1: forgot Senator yes. McKinney got there. Right? Yeah,
2: so Senator, Senator Slama is actually younger than us, but since she already had the enrollment and review chairman, chairmanship, she got to skip a few, oh, few see, years. See,
1: now, now we're breaking the rules already, Mark. So um, well, I, just
0: lo- I just look at how young these senators are. The <laughs> oh, wow, wow.
1: So, um, rules. Yes. Since I just brought up rules, that was a nice lead-in by me. Um, So, there's like 52... 52 rules. ...rules that they want to change. Yes. On top of all the other rules that are out there. So, what are a couple of the big ones that that they're wanting to
2: change? Yeah. I mean, they're... Again, there's a full a full range. There's some cleanup bills that the clerk the the clerk of the legislature wants to bring that Senator Arch is bringing or Speaker Arch is bringing for them. But also, you go as deep as um, secret ballots. Um, that's a big issue. Uh, there's packs around the around the state that are just devoted to yeah. secret ballots. Um, and that's Senator Erdman is bringing that up and is is pushing that hard. Um, and I think there's a real opportunity for that to be. A heard on the floor and B I think there's there's 25ish senators that could support that um and change a change a decade long tradition of uh electing chairman chairman by secret vote
1: what uh that's that's probably the big one we hear about um and I think gosh there was a big debate on the committee of committees too so yeah. um you know all kinds of rules questions and such um, what are a couple of the other ones that you think are interesting nuances as we look at the changes to the rules?
2: Yeah, there. It, it's just something as uh, Senator Hunt has to bring pets into the Capitol. Right now, you can't bring pets into the Capitol. So I know, I know. But it's, it's, it's something as, as mundane and simple as that, but also as important as McDonald's uh, has a rule change to allow members of the military to say the pledge of allegiance. Right now, it just has to be; it can only be senators to uh, give the pledge of allegiance in the morning. That's something we do every morning. A great tradition in the Nebraska Legislature, and he he brought a rule to allow active military members and retired military members uh, to give the pledge of allegiance. So, cool things like that could be addressed in the rules, um, but also very heavy things like yeah. secret ballots.
1: Yeah, the secret ballot is one we hear about all the time, and. um there, There's two schools of thought, but, uh, you know, transparency is one of the things that we talk about at LIBA. You know, one of the other interesting uh, changes in the rules that I saw was to make the committees an odd number. Uh, I think there's a rule in there so that you don't have an even number of committee members, yeah. which then I think would make, I don't know if it's good or bad for deb- <laughs> debate on the floor of the legislature, but but it would it would yeah. it would either advance a bill out of committee or not and and i think that's kind of fascinating as well because you know we've had some bills in the last few years where senators have filed a poll motion and had to debate on the floor for yeah. that so
2: absolutely there's i mean even big committees there's uh there's a tie there's a tie right now in judiciary a lot of big legislation goes through the judiciary committee and there's an ideological 4-4 tie on that committee um, so what's going to get through that committee i it's, it's, I don't know what, what we can say now, but there'll probably be some poll motions that come out of the committee. Um, Senator Brewer has a very contested bill, um, contentious bill in that committee right now, constitutional carry. Um, and I believe he could be sitting at a 4 4 tie unless he's worked a deal with, uh, one of the, one of the Omaha senators. Um, he could have to file a poll motion on that.
1: Yeah. So, um, it, the, see we're getting into the sausage mark i know i know we got I try the not casings get, out we got I the know. grinder out we're, we're we're making up some good sausage
2: here today i try not to get too wonky on this <laughs> but
1: um so um uh, what are some things and i mean yeah you're obviously just getting here in your first session and then you know having to make a determination on if you want to run a year from now uh for the seat but kind of just for the two years do you have kind of a a vision of what I'd like to accomplish while I'm there or kind of big yeah. goals um, other than transferring the gavel from oh, the E&R committee?
2: <laughs> 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 that, that I'm looking forward to. No, it, it's, a, it's an honor. But uh, it is. I have three priorities. Of course, is to, to lower taxes. Um, we have a great opportunity this session to, to lower taxes, um, both on the income, corporate, and property tax. That's a huge priority for the administration, huge priority for the leadership in the legislature. Um, and I think we're going to get that done this year. Um, and then also work um, legislation on our workforce. Nebraska has a a workforce problem um, that we don't have enough workers to fill needed. Huh? Have needed. you heard
1: this before, Mark?
2: Um, Businesses having a hard time on workforce. Huh. Yeah,
1: ironic.
0: It's, it's ironic. It's yeah. come yeah. up a few times. Yeah, because
1: yeah. maybe ten or twenty uh, <laughs> thousand. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, It comes up at least once per podcast.
2: Yeah, yeah. I was looking at a report just yesterday about that there is between eight and 10,000 manufacturing jobs, high-paying manufacturing jobs for one of the number one industries in our state that manufacturing companies just can't fill. So how do we, as a legislature, work on policies to, to promote, to cut red tape, to cut bureaucracy, to help um, fill these jobs? That's a priority of mine. And then also, how do we keep and attract young talent in this state? Uh, being a younger senator, I think I'm uniquely qualified, or uniquely have a unique perspective um, on this issue. Um, I went away to college, but came back um, to to start a business to be closer to my family. And how, as a legislature, do we foster and promote that as well?
0: The governor has made education a high priority. He talks about it a lot. He was on the uh, Lincoln Business speech talked about some of his education priorities. Uh, the the news conference where he select, um, announced uh, you now Senate appointee. Uh, Ricketts, he talked about education. Uh, Education seems to be picking up in not just the taxation and the funding, Mm -hmm. but some initiatives. Where do you uh, come down uh, along with some of the priorities of of Governor Pillen?
2: Yeah, I mean, just beyond the the tax, the tax, uh, the education funding portion, uh, we have to to work on our, to revamp some of our education system as well, Um, to focus more on trade schools, um, to focus on um, STEM STEM programs, um, in this state, uh, kids are our future. Um, and to keep kids in Nebraska and afford them high paying, good jobs, I think is a benefit to, to
0: future generations. It's going to be interesting to, uh, he announced that uh, I believe it's a mentoring program for yeah. some elementary schools. He just kind of teased it a little bit. He
2: did in his press conference. Uh, he said February is going to be mentee mentoring month. Um, he's going to work with, uh, his former coach, coach Osborne, um, and teammates to say that every third grader hasn't, an, has an opportunity to have a mentor. Um, and that, that, I think that'd be beneficial for kids across the state.
1: Awesome. Well, I don't know how familiar you are, Senator Ballard with, uh, the, the career academy here in Lincoln, but I think as, as the education conversation happens and, um, I'm going to jump on my soapbox for a minute just because I got the microphone and nobody's else talking yet. Um, but I've always believed that one of the fundamental problems with our education system is we're trying to get every kid to go to a four-year college. And, and you know, folks like you and I, we were fortunate. We got that opportunity. We were able to go to a four-year college. But there's a lot of kids that that doesn't meet. And and I think things like the Career Academy is a good way to introduce students to um occupations and really good paying occupations and that they might not be thinking about and they can kind of kick the tires so to speak um on some different things they've got i think 17 or 18 different pathways out at the career academy it's a partnership between lps and southeast community college um those students are actually getting credit college credit Um, that they can take with them when they get done if they want to go on to college. But it also introduces them to trades that is really um, gives them a unique chance to try it out. So um, as you're thinking about that, let me know because uh, the director of the Career Academy is a past guest on Lincoln Business Beat. Um, But it's a program that I got to learn about with our middle daughter, and she's going into the criminal justice area. She went to college with like 26 college credits. So basically she was a sophomore when she walked on campus. And like those kind of things helped her prepare so well. They understand what college classes are like. They understand what the curriculum's like. And they learn more about those things because I think, you know, when I was going off to college a long time ago, way before Senator Ballard was born, <laughs> I wanted to work on Wall Street. Uh, that was my goal. I wanted to get a business degree. I wanted to work on Wall Street. Um, had a little bit of a change of heart and decided
0: oh. I wanted to Oh, so it wasn't to fix potholes on Wall Street. Uh, now I <laughs> see. I was I was coming back here to how did that would fit here, but now I, uh, I get what you're talking. But about.
1: but I went from Wall Street to I wanted to be a teacher, so I have a degree in teaching and I have a a master's degree in education administration. Here I am the CEO at Leva, <laughs> uh, running a small business organization. And so, you know, I think the opportunity for young people I think is great. So um, that's a
2: yeah, absolutely. You you read I think Forbes does a jobs that are disappearing in the next 10, 15 years. And you none of these trade jobs are no. on those. You're no. always going to need welders. You're always going to need plumbers. And they're good. You would bring up job. plumbers after the day yeah, I had, wouldn't I'm you, Senator sure, Ballard? Sure.
0: But you talk about college credits, but there's also uh, an uh, opportunity for some to earn certain certifications or hours mm-hmm. into certifications, not just about the college experience. It even goes to the uh, high school level. As LPS has got these programs like with Brian Health, with Duncan Aviation, yeah. uh, with others as well as, as an alternative to the go to high school, go to college. And I hope those are the kind of templates a little bit like you're experienced with with the South Beltway. Maybe those could be introduced to some of your colleagues uh, as you get into these uh, education discussions. Because I think uh, there's some pretty good results that you can point to. And not necessarily have to uh, remake the sausage in this case. Oh, absolutely.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, um, these kids, I mean, I was out there on a tour about a month and a half ago, ran into a young man um, that's still going to school out there. He's going out there till about noon or one every day or whatever. And he got an internship with a local company that's going to let him work as many hours as he wants. And he's going to work 40 hours a week. He's going to make 25 bucks an hour in the trades. That's huge like in the pre- precision machining area yeah
2: 25 bucks an hour at 18 is pretty and, good and the way college tuition's moving right now he's going to come out yeah, with minimal debt or if any
1: yeah and I mean but he's getting that experience oh, so huge it's taken the the like kind of let's experiment a little bit and they get experience and now you know my my I go back to my vision of the education system we got to meet kids where they are and we got to encourage you know we got to encourage kids in all of those areas whether it's the health trades the the mechanical trades or information technology which is a huge one or going on for that four year degree mm-hmm. so what other things you got planned for this session senator ballard
2: oh i this session for me i even though i've been there for five or six years it's a learning session um it is listen before you speak session um, it is gain as much uh, valuable insight from leaders such as Senator Geist um, from Lincoln, Senator Luann Linehan from Elkhorn. Um, how much valuable insight I can gain from them um, that will help me, propel me to my future.
1: Um, See, the one thing you're not gaining in this session, though, is there's no Ernie Chambers factor. Uh, I, but maybe in two years he'll the, run again and you can get elected and you and Senator chambers can have four beautiful glorious years together
0: I, it, would, it would be a highlight of my career <laughs> one of the things I did want to ask you about because this is I guess the only constitutional requirement of the long session is you've got to come up with a budget and the the finances that the state is dealing with today totally different than I they probably ever been uh, what are you what are your Feelings going into this yeah. budget process and the financial situation, the financial stability, if you will, the realities that the state is in right
2: yeah, now. Yeah, absolutely. When, when I started with uh, with Senator Hilgers, I think we're a billion dollars in the hole. Um, we're close to it. And so it's just interesting the the flip that we have on um, this session, uh, again, we need to, A, we need to cut taxes. Um, that is, it's going to be huge for our state, um, huge for uh, future growth in this state. Our neighbors, neighbors to the north, don't have an income tax. Uh, Neighbors in Iowa have under 4% income tax, and we're just uncompetitive. Uh, So that's our number one priority with our good fortune and our finances, but also to invest in infrastructure, to invest in rural broadband. Um, Governor Pillen's administration, we had a meeting today on the Perkins County Canal. Um, That's huge for the growth of the state, especially downstream in Lincoln and Omaha. Uh, We need to invest in projects such as that. Um, Rural broadband... Like I said, um, there's a ton of projects that we can that are worthwhile of looking at. And I think that we need to keep our growth of I think Governor Pillen says about one and one and a quarter percent is his goal for growth, which if we can be fiscally conservative, fiscally um, have a good fiscal health, I believe we can set our Nebraska for a for a great future. Awesome.
1: Some big some big issues to tackle, that's for sure. I appreciate you uh taking some time out of your busy schedule at the state legislature uh to join us here on Lincoln Business Beat. You're always welcome to come back and share what's going on if you have some bills or projects going on. Let us know. We'd love to have you back.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me I hope I did better than my father. I hope.
1: I'm you know, you for both did views. a pretty good job and since I'm good friends with you um both, we'll we'll have to get together outside of the <laughs> podcast to determine who had the better,
0: the uh, better performance. Interview.
1: You did a great job. I'm proud of well, you. My, man, it. my
0: experience in the business, I think they pretty well tied on this. Yeah. One. <laughs> See, and you it, should it,
1: run for office, Mark. That was a I,
0: politician I, answer. Yeah. I, I, I have run from office several times. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you that I did serve once, uh, and I would never serve again. On a church council. Oh man,
2: man. (laughs) that's politics at its finest. That's
1: that and homeowners associations. I was the president of my HOA, and I made it about a year and a month, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm done."
0: Yeah, so uh, you know, I would consider being a senator, but never a uh, church council member. No. Uh, I so. think
1: we just heard Mark Vale announce that he's running for the uh, legislature in two years. Yeah, there
0: you go. And there's some open. I seats. think he lives in Senator
1: Geist's district. That seat will be open. I'm one yeah. block
0: out of her district.
1: Oh, he's already measured. So he now, has. whose
0: district are you in? Uh, it, senator Dorn.
2: Senator,
1: oh well, there, Senator Dorn's only got a couple years left too. So he's on the last stint of his second term. And for those of you, since we're on ra- uh, radio, so to speak, I am getting the stink eye from Mark <laughs> Vale, which means it's probably time to wrap up this episode of Lincoln Business Beat.
0: It is. And I, again, a reminder, uh, leave a luncheon uh, coming up uh, next week in the 17th, downtown Se- Grand Mance, 1130. Uh, a lot of senators are going to be there and your guest speaker.
1: Uh, guest speaker is uh, the Speaker of the Legislature, Senator John Arch from uh, up in the Omaha metro area. be great to have the speaker there. We're honored to have him.
0: And, of course, for the, uh, if you're not a LIBA member, the uh, easiest way to attend is to uh, become a LIBA member, liba.org or bud at liba.org. Uh, or if you can't make it to the lunch, you can also check it out on the Facebook page because it will be streamed live. Yes, sir. All right. Senator Ballard? Thanks for uh, coming in. I appreciate it. All right. This has been the Lincoln Business Beat from the Lincoln Independent Business Association and KLIN Radio. Reviewing and updating business owners and community members about what's happening in the business community and the legislature in and around Lincoln. Along with LEBA President and CEO Bud Seinhorst, I'm Mark Vail. Lincoln Business Beat is made possible by Currency. Learn more at gocurrency.com.